Hello and welcome to the Surface Tension Podcast. My name is Alex. My co-host over here is Craig. We are going to be exploring deep questions and looking for deep answers to spiritual questions and questions about life in general. We're happy to have you here. And here we go. Hi, welcome to our podcast. Alex, we're dog people. You've got an amazing dog. I do. I think I have an amazing dog. And we're not going to debate <laughs> the amazingness of our dogs. But, you know, uh, my dog Tahoe, she's she's of lab and she's lovable. And she uh, occasionally gets ear infections, problems with her paws. And, you know, they really don't play well with you when you're trying to put medicine on them, right? I mean, you try to put medicine on them, soak their paws, put drops in their ears. They don't say, oh, thanks. You know, thanks for helping me. They don't get it. They, they don't get it. And I'd love to explain it. You can't. I've been trying to explain it. I try to explain it through treats. You know, it's like, hey, listen, you sit here and you get this medicine and we'll, we'll give you a nice treat. And I was thinking the other day as I'm having my dog in a half Nelson with eardrops in one hand and a treat in another hand, I have this question pop into my head. Okay. Yeah. Why is it that we as people seem to want to hold on to our wounds more than Jesus? Because my dog doesn't really want to get better. They just they just don't want to be bothered, right? She just wants to keep flapping her ears and licking her paws. And I'm like, that's how she's wired. That's though. how she's wired. But we aren't. We're not animals. We can let go of our wounds, and for some reason we are more in love with the, some of those wounds. How First of all, does that sound crazy? We're holding on tighter to some of our past woundedness than we are to Jesus. Does that sound crazy? No, it sounds accurate. We build our, identi- we build our identities based on a wide variety of things, but our unique wounds in a lot of ways help us feel special and that's maybe uh an inherent part of our nature also i mean you know the world in which we live is a celebration of victimhood and so people are very much encouraged to hold on to their wounds and identify with wounds both past present and future so i think that's both cultural and potentially innate. But we start getting the wounds pretty early until we're wounded adults, and that's usually when people come to Jesus is when they're half dead spiritually or quite literally, and they say, I need some healing. But it's tough to get rid of the wounds entirely because that's like amputating a part of yourself in a lot of ways. Right. Well, and getting getting rid of those wounds is even a different conversation because that's, that's downstream. I mean, w- what we are talking about right here is these, these things that have happened to us, either self-inflicted or other-inflicted, that have become so much a part of who we are, they're, they're, it's doing something for us. It's actually providing something for us that we're having a hard time letting go of. It might be a meaningful story, though. 
It might be a meaningful story. It might be a story disorder. It might no longer serve us in the way that it has, but at least at one point, our identity is story-based and tells us a story about who we are and why we're at where we're at, why people feel the way they do about us, why we feel the way we do about ourselves. It's pretty fundamental, it feels like. That doesn't mean it's healthy. So do you think holding on to wounds actually helps? I'm still a little bit dumbfounded. And I'm not saying the world. I'm not... Standing with my arms folded like a coach on the sidelines saying, you kids just don't get it. We all do it. This yeah. is an all play. And it reminds me of the the monkey and the the nuts we talk about and how, how they, you know how we talked about that before. I don't know if we've talked about in the podcast, how they catch monkeys in Africa, as sad as that is. You have to put your PETA card to the side for this illustration. Um, they have these big gourds that have a small hole just enough for the monkey's hand is just big enough to for the monkey's hand to go in but there's a nut inside and they want the nut and so they grab the nut and then they can't get their hand out because a hand now is a fist if it's holding something and so they just throw these nuts in these gourds with these tiny holes and then they go around and they pick up these monkeys where are the monkeys huh I think you're, yes, in this illustration, we are the monkeys and we are holding on to something, but it's not holding on to even something good. This isn't even in the category of, oh, this is a good thing that's become an ultimate thing. This is family. This is work. I'm overworked. I'm doing these things. This is we are holding on to something that's toxic to us, to our soul, to our relationships. But for some reason, we have a hard time letting go of wounds. Why? Perhaps we're not framing them correctly. A wound, psychological, emotional, spiritual, shouldn't be a fundamental pillar of who we are. But if we're telling the story correctly, or if we're allowing Jesus to tell the story correctly, then it becomes a way that we heal others. And so, how are we leaning on wounds? How are we healing wounds? Wounds sometimes come from hard lessons learned. Would you rather not have the lesson or not have the wound, I think is a question that I have in that department. You've had your trust betrayed by somebody. Would you not want to understand the nature of being betrayed and not be able to tell other people about that? But to do that, you would have to, I don't know. Well, this, again, those are tricky. Philosophically, it's an interesting conversation. But when you dated someone in high school that cheated on you with two of your best friends, betrayal isn't a philosophical concept. Sure. <laughs> it's something that has morphed itself into my operating system. 
distrust of those whom you are close to. And so what do we do with that? I'll throw myself on the leather couch, <laughs> doctor, and I'll let you ask some questions. What what do we do with that? What if what if something that happened to me in high school, and I'm not going to say how many years ago that was, <laughs> is still plaguing me today in the form of lack of trust, lack of connection? Why wouldn't it be? The painful things that we go through leave a mark on us invariably. So it's our choice to kind of use it either healthily or unhealthily. There's ways that you could have okay, used save. that unhealthily, and then there's ways that you can take that experience. We're not going to time machine Craig Morris, take you back and let that all play out correctly, but you bring with you the lesson. If you're bringing that wound around with you, you're angry and you're bitter and you're spiteful, you haven't learned a ton from it most likely, right? Probably not. Is that a hallmark feature of who Craig Morris is? Is You probably don't think of, I'm the guy who got cheated on in high school. You don't wake <laughs> every up. Every day, every <laughs> day I think about that. <laughs> no, so I mean, there's some wounds that are deeper than, than others, but this is a really tricky question. Well, and, and I think some of those really... Powerful wounds go subterranean. That's part of the problem. We don't think about it. We don't spin on it. It's just this little weed that's in the back of the yard or growing under the foundation of our house that we don't see that's actually having a greater impact than we think, especially when it causes a water line to burst. But you you made a very interesting off-the-cuff remark a couple of minutes ago. You said, we have the choice to know how we're going to process that, what we're going to do with that. What percentage of the people do you think walking around today believe they actually have the opportunity to choose today how to respond to something that happened to them years ago? Something that happened to them yesterday. How how many people do you really think believe, you know, I have the power to choose what I'm going to do with this, how I'm going to frame it, how much power I'm going to give it in my life? Hard to say. That's hard to say, but I'm sure there's plenty of people who take a wound and allow it to fester, and they make their wound the boss of them rather than having a proper warrior story and saying, well, this was a battle I went through. Yes. And those wounds often create little boxes, maybe categories, if you will, that we use to evaluate ourselves, right? We, we see, start seeing ourselves categorically in little, maybe little silos. Yeah. Helpful or not helpful? Unavoidable is what I would say. Helpful is irrelevant in this scenario, I would imagine. And what did, what did Jesus want us to do with these past wounds with these conclusions. I love bringing him into a moment, and it doesn't matter if that moment is now or yesterday or 30 years ago. Anytime we bring Jesus into a moment, something beautiful happens. So we bring Jesus into a moment 
we start thinking about something that we did wrong, a regret we have, something that someone else did to us that inflicted pain on us. We made certain conclusions about ourselves, about other people. You mentioned earlier there's a way of uh, us telling that story, and then there's a way of Jesus telling that story. How does Jesus' presence in that moment help us to loosen the grip we have on the nut of that wound just a little bit? What would Jesus say to you about getting cheated on? How would he view that story? Let's make this tangible and relevant to the topic at hand, which is a very painful subject. Yeah. And that's like the ultimate betrayal. Yeah, and that's a great question. Thank you. We can explore that. It's not something that I've actually had a conversation with him about, and so I have to be careful to say, well, this is maybe, this is my imagination, this is my thoughts. Far better if we actually have a conversation about it. And I think that's maybe the best take-home that we have is go have a conversation with Jesus about some of these things that seem to be plugging us, some of the things that we're holding on to. But I think the first thing that he would say, you started to say when I first shared about my uh, hurt, my wound, you started to come alongside with some empathy. You didn't quite use these words, but you were essentially saying, I'm sorry, that that sucks. Yeah. That hurts. I, I wish that hadn't happened to you. That's that makes that makes me sad that you had to you had to walk through that. That alone can bring some solace to a monkey holding a nut, right? That alone, I can understand what you're going through, what you went through, how it shaped you. The fact that Jesus understands that and he has experienced wounds, he's experienced betrayal at a level that I haven't even ever experienced and hopefully never will. Right. And so his words of empathy aren't just uh, a mental exercise. Oh, that's too bad, Junior. You know, that's that's really too bad. It's something that he can look deep in our eyes and go, ooh, that probably really hurt, and I'm sorry. If I continue to draw out again an imaginary conversation with Jesus, based on my past conversations with him, I would expect him to probably say something like, you know I'll never do that, right? You, you know I will never do that to you. That you are safe here. You can trust me. So what does that do to the wound? Well, I need to I need to spend a moment on that for a second. Let me let me think about that. <laughs> Cuz it is that's a very good question. What does that do to the wound? I think to me it it changes its size and its weight in my soul because going from maybe a 7.5 on the Richter scale of my soul when I was younger <laughs> in terms of catastrophe, um, I, th- I think it, it, it shrinks it 
a little bit because I don't need to trust that girl in the same way. Does that, does that make sense? I feel like I'm stammering a little bit, and that's usually a good thing because I'm thinking. I'm trying to do two things at one time, and as I've always told my girls, I can only do one thing at a time. Well, it's, it's sometimes when we're exploring old memories or new concepts, you don't have it all mapped out, and I think that's beautiful to think things out in real time, and that's great. I think you're doing just fine. Yeah, I think for me when when Jesus is there he, his presence reaffirms what's most important and we get so caught up with this world i would love to do a podcast at some point we need to do this please remind me write this down how important it is for us to remember that we're living in a spiritual world that is has a physical reality we're not living in just a physical world i think that is so huge if this is all there is and it's just a physical world, um, then this world really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And our no, choices no it doesn't. Our choices all of a sudden change and everything becomes meaningless. And unfortunately, that's the way a lot of people are living their lives right now, that nothing makes sense. Everything is meaningless. Nothing matters. There's nothing that's going to happen to us at the well, end. The of only this thing that's real for a lot of people is their wounds. Yeah, and which is tragic is that's the way people are walking around driving around moping around the shopping centers the grocery stores and to be able to hold on jesus tighter than my wound will bring and has brought me so much more freedom and i i'm still in process i'm still you know my my hand has not fully released the nut of some of these past wounds. Um, but it's nice that my knuckles aren't white from squeezing it as tightly. <laughs> I think I feel like- Small I'm, victories. Small victories. I feel like I'm getting prepared to pull my hand out and just hold on to Jesus, which is- Well, are we, are we putting the right weight on the importance of the wounds versus our identity- as a man of God, a woman of God, a child of God? Yeah, that's that's a very good question. And, uh, and in so much as I like that question, if I'm the monkey holding on to the this nut of a wound, pragmatically, it doesn't really help for me to hear, hey, but you're a child of God. I'm like, okay, I'm a child of God holding this nut. <laughs> hey, God's going to use that, that still, pain someday. I'm still stuck I'm and st hurting. I'm still a monkey holding on to this nut. And so... Well, hopefully you're the monkey that figures it out and then tells the other monkeys and says, don't put your hand in the trap. Some jerk named the devil put yeah. these traps here yeah and you're never gonna get the candied date or the nut right you're never gonna get it but it's really hard for people to actually yes hear that integrate it and not try for themselves that's the yes. unfortunate nature of being a deeply wounded it is a uh, creature who wants to have it all that wound 
that wound provides for many people um, an excuse. Well, okay, well, I bet I was wounded. And so that, that can keep us on the sidelines of life. It can keep us on the sidelines of relationships. It can keep the sidelines of, of ministry, effectiveness, finding out who we really are. If we're holding on tighter the, to that wound than we are to Jesus. There's, there's going to be some misery in life that comes along with that, and that's sad. So what do we move towards? Let's, let's turn the page, <laughs> if you will, and say, okay, it's possible that many people are holding on to their wounds more than they are to Jesus. They're holding on tighter to the hurts that have happened to them than they are to the freedom that's available to them. It's also possible that people don't know how wounded they are. They don't know they're wounded at all. And that's important too. Can you imagine having a gunshot through the leg and you're just walking around and you've gotten so used to losing blood and having a bum leg that you don't even know that you've been shot until somebody comes up to you and says, you got a hole in your leg. What are you doing? <laughs> yes. Like, have a seat. It's time yes. for us to talk about what the heck happened. Yeah. Then we're going to heal you. But yes. you need to stay still for a second. That's, I think, an important thing to do with wounds is be intentional about healing them. And if we can't see them, it's important to yes. allow other people who can see the wounds to come in and say, you do realize you have the most busted ankle ever and i'm not saying that to make you feel bad i just see you having a more functioning ankle and being able to do the things that you like doing quite a bit better but would you not expect 98 out of 100 people to say i'm fine i'm just gonna keep moving i don't i don't know what you're talking about yeah but we know that's a lie but again so we're back to i would i'd rather limp limp through life than run freely and I, I still don't get that about myself about others I still am confused as to why that would be the case why if healing were available why we wouldn't run towards that that's perplexing isn't it it is and I know we're have a tendency on this podcast to raise more questions than we answer. And and boy, I wish I had an answer to that one. That would be helpful for many people. Why doesn't your dog take her ear medicine? Because, uh, thank you for resetting that. That's, that's helpful. Um, because her short-term feeling is overweighing on the fulcrum of long-term health. So now we've talked, how she now feels, we're bringing this. How she feels in the moment um, is the most important thing to her, and that's not the most important thing. That's not the most important thing to God. And I think about this often, as we've said before on this podcast, a lot of people have story disorders, but and I'm one of them, but a lot of people have time disorders as well. And that's getting in the way of us and God is we're not seeing 
eternity, we're seeing our work week. We're seeing this month. We're seeing 2023. We're seeing such a condensed timeline, and perhaps that's just where our limited senses default. You know, the monkey's seeing the date. It's right in the, the clutches of his hand. It's tough for us to zoom out and see the long view, the God view, the God story, which is a very, it's an epic, it's an epic. And we don't understand who we are fully as a character in God's story because we're not authoring it, right? Co-authoring, co-authoring. I think that's where we landed in one of our other podcasts. Yes. That he is the main author, but we, with our choices and decisions, have an active role in the story that God's writing today. How can we use our wounds rather than letting our wounds use us? How can we give those wounds to Jesus and to God to make those wounds beautiful and effective rather than festering and debilitating? Because I don't think it's a question of whether we can avoid being wounded. That's the wrong question. Correct. Because we can't. Correct. Yeah. And for me, I think step one has to be we have to downsize the role of our current emotional state. That if if my goal is to have a positive emotional state today, always, all day. You tell me to look at the shotgun hole in my leg, and I'm going to say no, because that's going to make me sad <laughs> if I acknowledge there's a gunshot wound on, in my leg. If we increase the weight of living in our soul more, we talked about that before, not just in our head, not just in our heart, but kind of have having more soul conversations. I think that wound, the conversation of that wound can change. I think that the soul, soul conversations are the most important conversations we can have. And I believe that's where we have those Jesus conversations. That he, the Holy Spirit's already living in us. And if we are able to run past our feelings and past our thoughts to a place of the center of our being, maybe even a past a place past our understanding, we can start experiencing Jesus in a different way, the different texture. So why are we holding on to our wounds more than we're holding on to Jesus? That was the fundamental question that we had here. And it's still kind of an elusive question. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I'm going to say fear. I'll just throw myself back on the leather couch. I'm I'm fearful. What that high school experience gave me was an an excuse not to connect with people, an excuse not to trust people. And evidence, so, evidence yes. not to trust people, though. It may have been well, an excuse, but you also had evidence, and it and it was very real at the time. But it was a story that I told myself that has allowed me to stay distant, keep my heart at a distance. Jesus never did that. He, he didn't He didn't say, oh, okay, well, you know, guess what? You Pharisees, you guys are scoundrels, um, so I'm not going to spend time with you. He spent time with them. He, he loved them. He cared for them. 
uh, 1 Corinthians 13 says, love always hopes, always trusts, always perseveres. Love never fails. Jesus is love. And so if, if I'm running away from a trusting relationship, I'm running away from love. I'm not going to be able to bring the love that I can bring into a relationship if I'm running. So I think that's a big one for me. Holding on to those past wounds allows me, um, what's the reverse of a get out of jail free card? (laughs) The reverse of it? Go directly to jail. All right, because holding on to the wounds gives me a go directly to jail card because it keeps me locked in somewhere that feels stale but safe. So that's that's why we run more towards our wounds. Fear of the unknown, the certainty of the wounds and the feelings that the wounds give us in that moment and say, this is real. That feels more real than taking that leap of faith and saying, I'm willing to try again. Yes. I'm willing to... Th- feel again, to get hurt again, and then be caught yes, and treasured and loved and respected and understood. Yes. Hold on. One quick pause. Yes. Because all of those things, if we're expecting those things from another person, we're double schnikied. We've got we're two screwed. hands. We're, we have two hands and two gourds holding on. We have to have experienced that with Jesus first to make it safe for us to do that with someone else because we're going to right size the expectations of even with with in a relationship with you as much as we love each other care for each other support each other on this journey together um if i have certain expectations of you to fulfill in me certain needs that's going to doom this relationship if I get my needs, soul needs for significance, security, um, for um, those those soul needs, if I get those from Jesus, that allows me to right-size this. And then when you disappoint me, when I disappoint you, when I betray a trust, when you betray a trust, all of a sudden those become right-sized. And although there is a sting, it's 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 a little it's a little sting. It's it's a mosquito bite. It's not a bee sting. It's a it's a mosquito bite. It's not a, a scorpion bite. Which it's not a snake bite. But without that connectivity with Jesus, where we're getting those soul needs met in a relation away from Him, now all of a sudden we're gonna feel snake bit. I would love to hear you land this plane. <laughs> what what are the takeaways? Your dog needs to just be held by you first and trusted. Medicine comes next. We need to trust in God to 
hold us first and then heal us. And I think that's basically what I've got. I like that a lot. That is beautiful. We need to let God hold us first and then heal us. Boy, there's so much beauty there. I I hope if you're listening to this, you can sit with that and let that in. Don't dismiss that. Don't rationalize it. But let, let those two things in. That is fantastic. Well, Alex, thank you for your heart and your time. We want to thank the people at Go Ministry International who have continued to support our podcast. And uh, I'm thankful because they're a group of people that really care about God and others. And they're trying to do this. They're trying to help people experience healing, not just emotional healing, but spiritual healing, connecting them to Jesus and helping people have more and more Jesus moments. So we're thankful for them. We hope you enjoyed our podcast, and uh, we hope God spoke to you, blessing you with uh, something that's going to bless others today. So thanks for joining us. Have a great day.